Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. My guest today is Alexandria Reed. Alex, at her core, is a storyteller. Her storytelling comes from several sources, including a joyful career in real estate, her accessible and inspirational lifestyle website and blog, plus her practical and refreshingly human podcast, Gladiate Beautifully. Whether she is mentoring other mamas on being resolute and self-compassionate, intentional parents and wives and bosses because you can be all three, or staging a home to tell the seller story, she gets to share in someone else's journey. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm honored to be here, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, and I've been following you on Instagram for a while, so I feel like this episode is going to be between two old friends, but yes. for our <laughs> listeners, let's start back at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what your life was like growing up. Yeah, so I grew up in, I don't know, I guess I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, so Southern Girl at Heart. I love me some sweet tea and some cornbread. <laughs> but for the most part, I really was raised. I think the latter part of my childhood was really based in Colorado. And I come from a, I hate the word broken home because I think for me, it was having a healthy parent, being able to have like a healthy parent was better than having two unhealthy parents live together. So I, it was for the primary purpose, I was raised by my mom. Um, I had great other driving forces between my, my older siblings and um, my family. I went to school here in Colorado. I am, I'm like fast forwarding to this piece of life. Sorry. I am a wife to an amazing husband. Um, we've been married for 12 years, almost, almost 12 years. And that's been awesome. And then I am a mama to two like vivacious, sassy, strong-willed little girls, one who's one. And the fact that I can see how strong-willed she is already is pray for me and send drinks and help. And then I have an eight-year-old who is just, she's awesome. And as you, I mean, you said, I'm a, I do podcasts and I love being able to connect with people and tell people stories. And I love, 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 love real estate. It's the way I believe it's an opportunity for me to serve my community and those around me. And well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And what do you think about your upbringing that really impacted your eventual career and professional journey here? Like what led you to being a podcaster and, and a real estate agent? I think the desire for connection. Honestly, I love being able to serve people and I love connecting with people and I love to know their story. Like, okay, how'd you get here? Or, you know, why, why are you looking for a new home? Or how did you get from A to B? And that's so intriguing to me. I believe I learned so much from people around me. So I think that growing up, it was very much, you know, I guess a lot of African-American culture is that of what happens in this house stays in this house. And everything was very close knit. Everything was very, very private. Like our stories weren't shared. Like I didn't know a lot about my, my grandfather was a Black Panther and it was some, I know, right. But it was something that was not like those, I didn't get those stories growing up. It was kind of like this, like I did that you know, like growing up. So I think that my desire to know things kind of pushed me into all of these different spheres of wanting to be able to connect with people through stories. And whether that be, again, 
guys, I know it said in my bio as well, but the story of, you know, why you fell in love with the home and then being able to tell and convey that story through a listing description and through um, making sure the photos are able to capture those little things that made you fall in love with your home allows me to then tell the story of your home. You know, your home has a story too. And then I get to do personal stories, of course, in the podcast and through the blog. I love that. And before I jump into my next question, I do want to talk about how you approach your listings and the photography, because it is something that I think that a lot of people might not even really think about when they're listing their, their home um, as a real estate agent and telling the story of the home, because that's, that's what people are buying is a home, not just a house. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about how you've really kind of tried to make that part of your overall real estate strategy. Absolutely. Honestly, I have a phenomenal support. Um, my brokerage, I am, I am with Weston Main Homes and they just, they're just incredible people and they are incredible visionaries of just the way they want, the way they decide to show up on that, in the internet. And I think that their influence in that allowed me to really, I don't know, sink my teeth in the ability to, okay, how do we tell your story? So when talking to, you know, a photographer for a listing, I give that feedback. Okay, you know what? They loved the detail in the granite because there's little fossils in the, like these little fossils in the granite. And that's one of the reasons they loved the home and making sure that that's captured in the photography because those details do matter. And then also connecting the photos with the listing description. So those things kind of mirror and they, they kind of marry and it kind of sticks out in someone's mind as to maybe that's the reason they can fall in love with the home too. Does that answer your question? I feel like I went on a tangent for that one. Yo, no, that was, that was awesome. Because like I said, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people might not really realize and they might just get caught up in the, the habit of this is a four bedroom, three bath house located on, you know, and where wah, if you wah, can, wah. yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do to make someone that's just 99% of, of millennials start their home search online? So what are you going to say in your listing that appeals to the people that are not even reached out to their realtor that, that yeah. are just reading the listing on, you know, Zillow or, or Redfin or, or truly or wh- whatever search platform that they're using. How are you going to make story. that stand out? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, back to you. Let's take <laughs> us through your career journey, where you started out, the different professional yeah. stops along the way and, and how it led to where you are today. Yeah. So hospitality is my jam. That's what I went to school for. Hospitality is my jam. And so that was, of course, in wedding planning. I started in wedding planning. So much fun. So many hours. <laughs> but I, got pre- I did that for a while. And then I got pregnant with my first daughter and kind of had to like back up because I was like, you know what? I can't work sun up to sun up. It's just not realistic. So I kind of phased that back. And then I went back into like hotels and doing hospitality within the hotel sphere. So I did that for a while. And then something that I always wanted to do was work for a nonprofit. And so I decided, I got an opportunity to work for my church um, in an administrative capacity and be the campus administrator for the Aurora campus of our church. And that was, that was great because I got to serve people and I had the opportunity to, I don't know, just see that side of things, you know what I mean? Really work that was rewarding. And then as our economy shifted, you got to kind of have to shift to where the money's at, which is back in the um, corporate side of hospitality. So I got back into the corporate side of hospitality. And then I had always wanted, this whole time I'm blogging and everything anyways, 
But this whole time I had really, I'd always loved real estate, always loved it. And it was kind of like in my back burner. And so I started taking classes and got my license. And then finally I had the opportunity just to jump, jump in. And I was like, all right, well, God, this is what you want me to do. I'm jumping in. And so I've, I've been in real estate and kind of mirroring and marrying all of the different things that I do into one is kind of where I'm at now from a marketing standpoint is being able to put my real estate brand with my blog and lifestyle brand as well and kind of trying to figure out how to marry those two. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> I, well, and I love it because it's, that is something that you don't really, a lot of people in your industry might not be even realizing of there's so much more to just being, being a realtor on social media. And that's something that I think that you do really well with bringing in you. Why do people, you know, yes, you have your homes that you've, you've sold or, or just listed or coming soon on there, but you have an entirely different sort of perspective on your social media account because you're putting so much of you out there. And again, you have your, your personal blogs, but you're also still showing that you are a real person and trying to have a way for people to identify with yes. you so that they would hopefully want to use you as their realtor in some capacity. Talk to us a little bit about how you even started down that kind of unique approach to your, your Instagram and social media account. So for me, I, there's this, um, what is her name? I went to this conference a couple years back. And her name is Amy Jo, Amy Jo Martin. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she talks about like, she used to do like social media for like Shaq when like Twitter first opened and, or started. And it's like all these things about people want to know the person behind the brand. And this idea, I used to have this idea that my, my blog and like my brand had to be separate from like my personal accounts and realizing that that's not how I consume. I like to buy from people that I know or that I feel like I know at least or you know like it's like I don't know like it's I just feel like people want to know who they're buying from and a lot of the times especially like with a sales background too in hospitality people don't necessarily they may love the space but the reason they write the contract is because of you because they want to work with you and so I want to really be able to through my socials connect with people so they see me and you know like even down to one of my mentors in real estate her name is Ali she told me like I was like panicking about like what to wear one day and I was like I don't even know what to wear with these buyers she goes wear what you want to wear and if they have a problem that you have jeans on then they're not your people and being okay with with that like I want my people to find me and for me to find my people and that be okay there's enough to go around so I just want to be able to allow myself as Alex, as Alexandra Reed to be on the forefront opposed to, I can help you buy your next home or I can sell your home for you. No, like I want to get to know you and I want you to know me. And then you have a trust that I'm going to be able to deliver what you need me to deliver. Exactly. You're building those relationships, those lifelong relationships, because you, you, that you might be helping someone find their first home. And after they have yes. children, they might need to find another home and they want to use you again. So you're building those lifelong relationships with your clients. 
And that's something else that you said too, that you're like, I didn't know what to wear. Should I wear jeans? I mean, like, should I wear a dress? I don't, what, what, what yeah. do I wear with these people? And your mentor had such a good point because even, you know, throughout all industries, you need to find your ideal client. And I know this was something that was a little bit hard for me to do. It's, it's narrowing down because I was like, kind of like you. I was like, I'll work with anyone. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll help you with your social media or, you know, I'll, for you, I'll help you buy a house. But if you can find the people that you really click with, you're all going to be better off and um, you'll be able to find a better house for them and you'll hopefully be their realtor for life. I love it. How do you do that? Like, so when, when it comes to your socials, how do you, how did you decide to show up the way that you show up on socials? Yeah, that was something that for me as a social media strategist, I didn't even have a social media account up until this year because I was too focused. I know I was too focused on helping all of my clients with their social media. My business, my brand got pushed to the back burner. And I mean, in hindsight, you know, that's you, I need, I need to be putting myself as one, my best customer because I'm most passionate about my business succeeding. So I need to be putting myself higher up on the list. So you have to. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, that was something that I worked on, you know, in 2020. And uh, I have my per- professional photos that I've had taken. I have professional graphics that I make, you know, on a weekly basis and monthly Ooh. basis. And I mean, if once you start putting yourself first, then it's not really so much of having to go out and try to find a new client. The clients see you and they see it, how you're showing up on social media and on all yeah. these different channels and they want to work with you. So that has been a, a big game changer for me this year. And um, like I said, for, for you, I think that you're doing that consistently with your social media in their Instagram feed, especially keep it up. I think, and I think that you. is one of the things that, well, and, and that's one of the things too, that, you know, I mentioned before is that you're showing up authentically as you, but you're still putting out that what you do for, for, for money, you know, that for real estate and that you are a realtor. So I love that you're able to, to combine the two so seamlessly. What do you think that that some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when they're trying to grow and sustain a successful business is? I mean, I said one of my biggest uh, struggles was social media for myself. Mm-hmm. What do you think that other business owners might struggle with? Honestly, I think I see... I think pushing out this same exact content constantly. So it's from a social media perspective is what you're asking, right? In general. I mean, like social media, I mean, it's definitely my jam. So I notice it a lot more, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there's so many other things too, where business owners might, I had a guest on who said, well, the first thing that they do is jump into getting a private office space instead of trying to just work out of their home. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's a number of things that other people might have noticed along the years where they're like, oh man, that's one thing I need to keep in mind that I don't do. So, and I mean, like, so for me, again, it was, I didn't take advantage of showcasing my own social media talents on my own social media channels. So that was where I needed to step back and grow. All right. Well then I, then I'll say just general, I mean, content, I think, yes, when that, when it's the same exact content, cause you don't want content where they're just going to scroll, keep scrolling past cause it all looks the same. So I think there's that, but Outside of that, on a, on a larger scale, I think where entrepreneurs or business owners really struggle or I, where I see that they're the, I don't want to say failure, but there's a burnout is the lack of honestly, just the basics of just taking care of themselves and taking that time. Like they, they roll over in the morning and go straight for emails. No, 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 no. That is something I think we struggle with. I think there's, if we don't take care of ourselves, there isn't any space to dream when it comes to building your business. So I think you can serve those around you and serve yourself better when you 
have made yourself the person, not the entrepreneur or business owner a priority. And so that's just something as small as get up and move your body, get up and do, I'm obsessed from a, in a real estate world, the miracle morning. I'm so, I don't know if you've ever read it. It's so good, but take time to write out your affirmations in the morning. Take time to visualize, you know, like what today is going to look like for yourself and do that the night before. Or I think that's where we fail is we're always like in this, like, rat race, if you will, that we forget to take care of ourselves. And when we don't take care of ourselves, I think that's more limiting and debilitating than trying to get all the things done every day, all day long, opposed to just setting some boundaries for yourself when it comes to being a business owner and taking care of yourself personally. I love it. Yeah. And that's, uh, for me, another thing that I had to work on in 2020 was my mindset and Mm. having that type of, you know, daily affirmations and just getting your mind right for you and your business is so huge and so important. Now talk to us a little bit about finding clients. What kind of model do you use to find and engage and and sell to your ideal client and customers these days? What, What type of marketing have you found works best for you? Yes. Marketing that is client focused, but focused in a way that like, Hey, like I have this, let me help you. Hey, like, do you want this? Like not expecting anything in return, just giving, 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 giving. So for me on the, so on socials, I focus on like, Hey, do you want me to check your home value? Like something super easy. Like I can send you a monthly home digest from HomeBot. Send that to you monthly and that comes to you monthly or- um, And then you're showing up in their inbox every single month and you're that constant reminder. I want to be top of mind. Yeah. And that HomeBot, I'm telling you, it's, I get one every month too. And I love opening. I'm like, oh, did it go up or did it go down? Is now a good time to sell? (laughs) Exactly. And like, it's, it's useful information and it takes me no time to do. (laughs) But that way I can say top of mind for them. And it's something that I can give them. And I don't expect anything in return, but it's something that I can give. If I get something in return, fantastic. If I don't, that's okay. You're, but you're putting that good energy out there. Another way I do is I like to educate people, especially I think the millennial generation. I think there's a lot of misinformation or lack of information out there when it comes to how to build wealth or how to purchase a home. Even just, some, just simple, how to, like, what do I do? There's a lot of misconceptions that the generation has on how that works. And so putting information out there that allows them to get the information themselves in like a shame-free environment and then gathering their information. So, hey, like, how can I help you? Like, what questions do you have? So really just positioning myself as a resource and to give, 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 give. So I think that's another thing. And then another thing I do, and this is probably also in touch with like the Miracle Morning as well. I send, I love gathering addresses. They sound like such a weirdo when I say that, but I swear <laughs> I'm like not in a stalkerly way, but because I love snail mail, I love handwritten notes. It is so lost. It's such a, it's like a lost art form, but I send 10 cards a week in order to be in touch with just people, with my community to be, hey, you know, I saw that, you know, so-and-so started school, just thinking of you guys, have a great week. Or, you know what, I saw you posted that you had a rough day. Here's a Starbucks gift card, coffee on me. But I make it a point to send 10 handwritten notes every single week, regardless of what I'm doing or what the content matter is. But I believe in just like putting that good energy out there and like sowing those seeds of just like intentionality and true, genuine connection I think is really, really important. 
And I think that's when, that's how I've been able to get, I think, more clients that come to me naturally, even like through, and they come through socials. I've got, I get leads through social all the time. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's such great advice to just reach out and send that thoughtful snail mail, the Starbucks gift card. I love that you do that. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Was it to send a handwritten note or what piece of business advice have you, or life advice have you found really impacted your business or your life? Yes. Allie, again, God, she's such a gift. She told me this one day and it just, and it's in like the trainings that she's provided to me and everything too, but it's something that works is stay in flow. And by stay in flow, that means stay in flow with your sphere, stay in flow with your community. And that is whether that be, you know, a handwritten note, whether that be sending DMs and just personalizing those DMs. And I know our inboxes can get crazy. I am there. (laughs) But sending the DMs, sending your newsletter once a week, if you have a custom newsletter that you send out to your sphere, sending that, but staying in a constant flow with your people. You should never fall out of flow with your community. And so figuring out ways in order for you to stay in flow through your handwritten notes, through your DMs, through pushing out content that allows your community to interact with you, like on your stories, I think is so big. And especially like the the little, like I'm answering questions about XYZ, like drop your question here below. That has been really, really great for me. But just finding different ways to stay in flow and being intentional about staying in flow every single week. And then finding from a business perspective, finding ways to automate that flow. So whether that be, you know, a monthly, like, I don't know, like, what are they called? Like boomerangs? Are you familiar with boomerangs where they send like the coupons out to your mailing list? Those that go out like bi-monthly, but that goes, that's automatic. You don't have to think about it, but it's another way for you to stay in flow with your sphere. And then you've got your newsletter that goes out every week. It's another way to stay in sphere that's automated where you and build it. And it's, exactly. It's staying in flow constantly and figuring out what ways you can automate. So the short answer, again, to your question is the best advice I think I received and that I could provide to somebody else is stay in flow all the time. And, you know, I think that you brought up something too. And in, in the middle of your advice, there was you asked questions on Instagram stories and that is a great way to using those question stickers where you can go and be like, hey, what questions do you have that I can answer? And then that gives you like three to five, however many people answer, ask questions, that gives you more content to push out because yes. they're asking that question. And then you can craft, craft and create an entire post or blog or mm-hmm. IGTV or anything about what their question is. And again, that's, that's more content for you to push out. And again, staying in front of them and staying on top of mind and, and showing that you are a resource for them. I love it. Yes. Now, before we finish up, is there anything that I didn't ask you about today's discussion that you think is important to share? Oh my gosh. I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with this, but I think one of the biggest advice or pieces of information that I would love to share is just show up authentically, the version of yourself. Like don't feel like everything, especially on your, I think your stories is a really great way to show up authentically. So every post doesn't need to have like your beautifully curated photo that you took yes. with a, that you hired a photographer. Like for ladies, it's okay if you're barefaced. <laughs> you don't need to have your makeup on and everything in your story. But I think people are in touch with that authentic version of yourself. 
And I think just figuring out what that looks like. How do I show up authentically is I think something that you can think of before you post. <laughs> is this off- no, I, is this an authentic version it. of me? Yeah, I love it. And, and like you said, showing up through stories is, is a great way to do that because then it, I feel like stories is just more off the cuff. The Instagram grid is your gallery. It's to show your, you know, your best of the best. And then the stories is where you can just be real with people. And yeah. you know, like I said, you, you said before, ask questions, put out your authentic self. I love it. Now, yeah. Alex, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Oh my gosh. It has been a great conversation. Thank you again for having me, but you can connect with me at Mrs. Alexandria Reed. And that's like on majority of the platforms, I think actually, but yeah, Mrs. Alexandria Reed, I pretty much live on Instagram. So that's another conversation for you and I to have about my other networks that I feel like I neglect, but, um, (laughs) but Mrs. Alexandria Reed is my Instagram, but I also have Gladiate Beautifully, which is the podcast. And then Mrs. Alexandria Reed read.com is where the blog lives all the things from real estate to fall home decor to podcasty things all they all live there and they're waiting for you (laughs) i love it well thank you again so much for coming on the show today thank you so much for having me bye (laughs) and if you're ready to take your social media to the next level for your small business head over to my website and check out my free video training the three biggest mistakes small businesses make with social media and how to avoid them. Discover how to make your social media marketing stand out from the crowd online. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.